I've got about 10 seconds to tell you about how you can get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win a five-night trip to the New York Comedy Festival while you're there too. But I've run out of time. Absolute, absolute Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Morning, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. How are things in Glockamora? That wasn't a rhetorical question. If there's anyone listening in Glockamora, I, I genuinely want to know how things are today. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. That was O Innocence, A U X, you know, that like, French word. Fancy dress. Orcs. Like orcs. Like an orc lead. You've broken the golden rule of talking about the records. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it. You just said not to. I just said before this, don't talk about that, because we get repeated on the other channels, and it confuses people, because we'll be following other songs. And and Alan Cochran, (laughs) who sits at my left hand, completely (laughs) ignored that. It's a bad start, that's for sure. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with um, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Those two characters. (laughs) characters <laughs> I didn't talk about the record no you see you've talked about it now <laughs> of course the bloke who has to edit this so that it can be repeated in an hour is having a mare just leave it all in is he having a Flanders mare google it a Flanders mare I'm imagining a large horse no What's no I didn't say it was anything to do with that <laughs> I'm imagining a large horse I have he to often keep... is Yeah, I, I find it's good to have uh, something else to think about during the show today <laughs> I've gone equine and big and um, they're showing those things on the telly of close ups right. of fat people oh. how many times have I told you you can't just sit here watching the telly we're doing a radio <laughs> Sorry, show shall we start again <laughs> hello this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio and um, well that's good <laughs> I asked earlier our things in Glockamora and mm. I still haven't heard anything. Well, they'll no. text in. Will they? Yes. How many listeners do we have 15. in Glockamora? Yeah, eight, twelve, fifteen. If mm. you, if because I've heard that song many times. My dad used to sing "How Are Things in Glockamora," and I've no idea how things are there. Mm. Not, not, a, not a clue. <laughs> they could be in Boom. They could be in Bust. We're unaware. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I don't know what the architecture's like. I don't. I don't know any of the local sites or. Yeah. Are there any out. famous people from Glockamore? Who can say? Well. I don't completely know where it is. No. I'm thinking Ireland. That's about it. Oh, I thought it sounded very Scottish. Yeah, did me you? too. Mm. Oh, dear. I assumed it was I. I don't think my dad ever did Scottish songs. <laughs> I always think Ori is Scottish and Alan is um, Irish. Oh, I think he sang the Mull of Kintyre. I wonder how the Mull of Kintyre is. He never sang that. <laughs> I'll bet. I would love to have heard my dad suddenly go, Far have I travel. Anyway, look, <laughs> this is not... I've Already, I feel, we've lost 70% of our listeners. Mm. People who listen on the radio, you know, their fingers are never very far from the dial. No. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't think... I, I don't agree. They'll be busy. They'll be doing stuff, you know. You get them ready. They won't be doing it. What they'll our be, listeners? They'll be pottering the average, around the kitchen. They won't. This, our average listener is a 38-year-old male in a black tour T-shirt <laughs> <laughs> and, and Dunlop trainers. He's mm. not... They don't potter. No. <laughs> they, they... They have little they ladies slide. pottering for them. They, they don't have that. Don't they're they? in bed suits. <laughs> <laughs> and what's more, they're in bed at this stage. 
They're not. They're not pot. They don't potter these people. Oh, well, when they get to the stage of life where they're pottering, they're going to love it, aren't they? They're looking across the bed, sitting out their their jeans on the floor, <laughs> and probably <laughs> and all cans. the change out the pockets yeah, just spilled out, and they're and stuff. Yeah. Thinking, oh, 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 that's what they're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's what I always like about the show. We can just basically do what we like. Mm. Too hungover to reach the dial. <laughs> <laughs> and the remote is in a pool of sick. Don't <laughs> touch that. Anyway, so I went, oh. um, I guess, guess what? What, what I, I had a, I experienced for the first time in, in my life this mm. week uh, a cinema throwout. What? Do you know what a throwout is? Uh, no, from, funnily enough. Is this someone being ejected from a cinema? Oh, no, 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 that wouldn't, be, that wouldn't be the first time uh, I was <laughs> thrown out of Return of a Man Called Horse um, for fighting. <laughs> Were you really? <laughs> fighting. I was, yeah. I was uh, thrown out of my school chess club for fighting, but uh, this sounds like a story. The Man Called Horse. Out of, out of a chess? Wow, mm. what kind of a fight was that? Well, it was uh, just a fight broke out. Yeah, <laughs> I think I know I, this about I you. I think you might have boasted about this before. Yeah, have, was it yeah, a free-form yeah. fight, or did you have to go follow a <laughs> diagonal? Uh, yeah, it was just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> And the person could only go to the square either side of you. Yeah, the... Uh, difficult. The, the bloke that was attacking me was foxed by my Sicilian defence. There we go. Uh, Chucking oh, a chest it, Why not? It. Sicilian defence. All together now. <laughs> That's why I've been no good at international chess. Because mm. as soon as I played the Sicilian defence, I'd go... <laughs> and um, basically make them an offer they couldn't refuse. Mm. Anyway, a throw-out yeah. is when you're in an audience and someone on stage throws out free stuff. Oh, right, like a, um, a giveaway. Like a nothing. <laughs> like nothing. I tend to be handed gifts in the traditional fashion... When I go to you, events. You can't do that with a, with a crowd. Oh, I did see. The film, the... Did the film you go and see take place in, like, a Radio 1 road show in about 1988 <laughs> or something? That's, yeah. It's like a yeah, T-shirt cannon, that sort of thing. <laughs> it did. It was Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a special screening hosted no. by da uh, David Diddy Hamilton. Not really. At Bournemouth. No. No, it wasn't. Oh. Of course it wasn't. You fool. <laughs> Such so gullibility. Gullibility. You did a lot of singing today. I have too much singing, probably. I'm just going to get rid of that last thirty percent that's hanging on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, I'll tell you in a minute. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So I went to the cinema. Yeah. And um, a man came out at the beginning and said, "Right, we're going to have a throw out." <laughs> And uh, he, had so he had quite a lot of uh, merch. Mm -hmm. I like the way that you think this is totally normal. A man comes out and says, we're going to have a throw-out. That never happens to me at the cinema. Well, you know, it's, it was... Uh... It was a complimentary ticket, was it? Was it some kind of preview? No, it wasn't a complimentary ticket. It was a festival. It was a film. Oh. It was the, oh, it was okay. the London Sci-Fi Film Festival. Ah, right. We've got there. You've, you've squeezed that out of me. Well, you're embarrassed by this admission. No, but I... You <laughs> Did know, you think I know. you were cooler when we thought that you were at the Karate Kid in Bournemouth? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He loves his sci-fi. Um, anyway, <laughs> you sound like my mum now. <laughs> oh, he loves... Ah, Frank. Ah, Frank loves his, loves his sci-fi. Don't you... Tell him, Frank. Do you, Dalek? So what happened with the throw-out, Frank? Um, so, um, anyway, he, he, had, he said, right, we've got, uh, got some hats. Anyone want hats? And all the hands went up, not mine, of course, because um, 
I'm now good with hats, as, as you may know. <laughs> I'm assuming nylon baseball caps rather than fedoras. Well, they were, yeah, they were baseball caps. Although you can get more distance with a fedora. Mm, and true. also, you've got an umbrella hat, haven't you? So you don't need. To, <laughs> well, I just I don't <laughs> need another hat. The fact is, with my head, you know, I have. <laughs> how can I put this in case you don't know me? I have. I have an enormous brain, <laughs> and obviously that needs to be housed in some way. So that's given me a big head, and I have yet to find a, a hat that will comfortably encompass it. Mm. So I've had to, it's, it's something I've had to give up on is um, hats in my life. It's quite sorrowful sounding now. This yeah, because I'm I'm an admirer of hats, right? But the only hat I've ever tried on that fit that fit me was a uh, Hessian with two <laughs> eye holes, as worn by the elephant man. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could rock a fez. <laughs> no, I, a fez just sits on top of me like a, a small... If you can imagine that the oceans were suddenly drained overnight and a, a boy, or a buoy as the Americans call it, was left on top of a sort of mound in the sea. Oh. That's what a fez looks like on my head. <laughs> if you can just hold on to that picture for a second. Mm. So anyway, so I didn't go for the hat. And then okay. there, was t- uh, there was banks... Oh, right. Um, what sort of bags? Well, I can't remember the name of them. The ones that you put with a string pull. What are they called? Oh, like duffel bags. Yeah, there's a, yeah. There's a modern name for it. Like a, it's like. How a, dare you suggesting my language is old fashioned? <laughs> sorry, sorry, everyone. Yeah, it's called something like a tog bag or something. Oh, like a drawstring bag, maybe. No, something it's like something like a tog bag. <laughs> oh, it's a, for it's God's drawstring sake. bag. Anything like a tog bag. One syllable. Five seven nine. Radio dial is in the same class as record these days. Radios have buttons. I'm just saying we're all guilty of it. Mine's got a dial. Okay. Okay. But I take your point. I am a little out of date in my terminology, but you know what I meant. <laughs> if you don't like, it, you know where the button is. Thanks for uh, <laughs> no, thanks no, for, no don't, don't. Thanks for joining I in. Think we should thank five seven nine for firing us that missive. There, that's what he's done, hasn't it? He? He's mm. fired us a missive. Yes, it's old school speaking uh, with his telephone <laughs> dial. <laughs> yes. So, so yeah. So um, anyway, so I, the, t-shirts. I didn't go for that. Is it, is it like a? Is it a, a, a log bag? You're just, no. <laughs> I feel like it's you're getting bogged down in the detail. I am getting. I am getting at least I'm not getting bogged down. <laughs> don't know if you remember him um, popular 1990s Australian homosexual I do, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very niche reference well, it, well, yeah, it is, I, I appeared on a liquid news with him did, did you? Yes. liquid news yes. God, and you thought radio dials was a <laughs> blast from the past liquid news yes. how marvellous myself Bob Down and uh, the late Robert Palmer lovely brilliant it was what? quite a show that's, that's a good bill yeah. I'd, I'd watch that <laughs> Yeah. So, occasion okay, uh, liquid news is um, was what, what Trevor McDonald will be in thirty years' time <laughs> when he's um, finally dissolved into the earth. So you rejected uh, the hat, Frank. Yeah, but um, he did. Th- then he he finally got to books, and oh, yeah. uh, I managed to ca- catch um, a copy of Dreaming Void by uh, Peter F. Hamilton. Now, Dreaming Void is. Um, I think it's 640 pages. So Ooh. when, when oh. they started winging across the audience, <laughs> it was a, and, and there was a lot of men in there who weren't nimble. No. no. They didn't appear nimble Sci-fi at all. types aren't. And, uh, but I took it out of the air. Fab- oh, like a dog with a frisbee. It was, oh, it was, <laughs> good it was you. Be- uh, Yeah, I was, I was pleased with myself. Slightly damaged in the catching, but I think that all sort of made me smile in, in the memory of yeah. it. Yeah. One-handed? Um, I went two-handed, I'll be honest with okay. you. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I played safe. I think I'm like I'm not one of those goalkeeper types who thinks, well, I can get this two-handed, but I use one hand because it's more spectacular. Mm. You know, I, I was after safety. Safety first. Yeah, so I got myself a nice big fat paperback book. And what was brilliant about it is, as many of you all know, the Dreaming Void um, is the first in a trilogy. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's good, because imagine catching the third in a trilogy. You'd have caught what you think is a freebie, but you've actually committed yourself to buying two books. Yeah, you're yeah. 16 quid down there, straight yeah, away with one Yeah, you think, I caught it in all innocence, and now I've got to go and buy two books I had no intention of buying. <laughs> that's those moments when a throw-out goes bad. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Um, Frank. There was some controversy earlier. No, not controversy. Controversy. Um, really? We, yeah. Controversial. We. <laughs> Controversial. Uh, the name <laughs> for a duffel slash drawstring bag. Yeah. As was thrown out at your uh, sci-fi yeah, like film. A, something like it's a one syllable, like a log bag or something like that. Tote bag people are tote. texting it. That's it? No, that's not it. That's it. Emily's that's not it. The man said, I've got some tote bags. <laughs> no, he was incorrect as well. He said, I got tr- tote bags, books, hats. I got pig eye. <laughs> I got all pig eye. You never saw that. I haven't pig eye for a while. A tote is a leather, sturdy sort of shopper. Rubbish. That's a tote. We, we should explain to any new listeners that Emily has a uh, day job in high fashion and knows such things. She does know yeah. about fashion high fashion, corner. but I'm talking low fashion. I'm talking <laughs> sci-fi tote bags. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure the skills are transferable from uh, InStyle magazine to a sci-fi film. <laughs> Hold on a minute. This is, a bit, this is getting a bit um, sci-fi-ist. Yes, it's you're right, not, Frank. It's just teasing. OK. Mm. I'm fine with teasing. It's a tote bag. I, it says my favourite celebrity hairdresser is Mr. Daisy Weezy Raymond. Hey. <laughs> yeah, do you remember him? No. No, you see, everyone this week, of course, it's, it's Vidal this, Vidal that, but Mr. Teasy Weezy Raymond was a pioneer in the haircutting business. <laughs> was he? Yeah. Don't look to me. <laughs> um, well, I think tote bag is correct. Okay. okay. Let's Period. go with home. You know that bit in um, Pork Salad Annie by Elvis Presley when uh, she goes and picks the pork salads, which is like, you know, these green things that grow, and, and carry it home in a... What did she... Is that a tote sack? <laughs> carry it home in a tote sack. <laughs> too much singing. You're right. <laughs> I'm You're enjoying right. your singing. I don't think I said too much. I think I said a lot. Oh, did you? I, I could have sworn you said too much. <laughs> let's, have, let's listen back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Too much singing. There you go. I knew I was going to be impersonated. There you go. I, That's I rather like it, Frank. <laughs> mm. um, so yes, yeah, so I, I, um, I was talking about throwouts when you're yes. in an audience. I'd love to know actually if any of our listeners have caught a throwout mm. mm-hmm. because it's the first one I've ever caught. I've been going to what West Bromwich Albion. Well, I saw my first game in 1967. Mm. I've never touched the match ball. Oh. Now you would think at some point in the, that. What about a, sh- a footballer the... shirt? I've touched some of those. I'd, I've, <laughs> yes, but I, you're talking about a dress shirt <laughs> after a beautiful night out. <laughs> um, I, I imagine you did breakfast wearing that same shirt the next morning. Am I right? I might have. Well, anyway, <laughs> I have once touched a footballer's shirt um, post game. It was on on his back. So one oh. time I ever ran on the pitch, I put my hand on the back of a player called Dick Kruswicki. Lovely and fashion. I must say, he was clammy in the extreme. Well, yes. he's been running about for well, 94 I, minutes, I hadn't thought about it, I hadn't thought it through. But, you see, I prefer it at a football match, Frank, because the demographic, if I may call them that, mm. fans, 
They're a bit more au fait with the whole concept of a throw out. Like at Wimbledon, it puts it, it puts well, me on edge. I'd say a throw in was the. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. very yeah. good throw. Yes, lovely work. I wonder if you could have a foul throw out, and uh, you have to actually <laughs> give give it back. I hate you know on telly sometimes uh, you'll see a footballer take his shirt off and throw it into the crowd at the mm. end of a game. Mm-hmm. I always watch that with great intensity and alacrity. Not alacrity, that's the wrong word. Um, it worries me, basically. Mm. Anxiety. Anxiety will do. Um, yes, are you working through these alphabetically? <laughs> mm. um, no, it, it, it really upsets me, because you see the shirt going to the crowd, and there's always a, a, like a small child or a, a gentle person of some kind oh, right, yeah, yeah. who goes for that shirt, and you think, now that's someone who'll treasure that shirt forever. Oh, lovely. They'll always have that. They'll be passed on through the family. And then some... Oik will go in. It's nowhere near him. What does he yeah. mean? He was t- two people. And they'll go and they'll roughly take the shirt. You know they're going to put it on eBay and then spend yeah. the money on drugs. <laughs> and for me, that in that moment, that's broken Britain right there. Mm-hmm. And I hate, I hate seeing it happen. I don't throw stuff into the um, into the audience mm. um, crowd. Say, I'm going to put this shirt up for an audience and then have a poetry competition <laughs> organised through the I through love, the official programme. I love a football audience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the interval. I mean, a pie at the interval. Lovely. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, we were talking about things, uh, about throwouts, things being thrown out into the crowd... 508. Frank, I still have a ball in my shed which was kicked into the Brummy Road by Darren Bradley. Well. That's from Andy in Cheadle Hume, and he says, not a referee, which I think is quite a fine callback. Oh, yes, because I was on a better referees always come from places with two names, mm. like Newton Abbott. <laughs> Milton Keynes. I think we ran through them all. I didn't think we? we did, yeah. Except Cheadle Hume, we never I think got Mil- that. Milton Keynes might be a bit metropolitan for a, a referee. Oh, do you think so? Yeah, it's oh, more it like Cheadle Chipping Hume? Norton. Oh, I right. said whom. That's my equivalent of Descartes this week. What did you say? I said Cheadle whom, I think. Oh, it's Hume. Okay. I think Again. we said the same thing. Again, embarrassing. Oh, that was mortifying <laughs> last week with the Descartes. Anyway, uh, actually, it's a, it's a good job that you went to a sci-fi thing rather than, like, if you go to a martial arts film, do they do product tie-in throwouts, like... You sit in the audience and they throw out a shuriken throwing star or something. That would be. You just uh, get some nunchucks in your head. No, I used to. <laughs> a Bruce used Lee to, film. I had some. Uh, I had some nunchuckers. We called. Them. You call them nunchucks? Oh, I thought they were called nunchuckers. Yeah, yeah. Nunchuckers. We called. Them. I don't think it was an M. I think it was an N. Well, oh, now the text will blow up, won't they? <laughs> no. Anyway, maybe it differed in B- Birmingham to uh, to the north of England. I don't know, but yeah, I found them. Uncontrollable. <laughs> <laughs> I found you could get them going, but you couldn't. It's difficult to put the brakes and, on. And, and every now and again, you'd get one really hard across the side of the head. I mean, from, <laughs> this is a weapon that's supposed to be aimed at others. It was. A, it was a weapon that was. Um, it had one of the few weapons that had a sort of sense of true democracy about it. <laughs> it might hit someone else. It might hit you. <laughs> yeah, it, you never knew whose side it was on. That's what put me off the uh, the, um, the nom chakras. I like to cat a nine tails. Um, oh, yeah. Good story. Um, the, uh, the 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 sci-fi Not thing. Not or loose. <laughs> I prefer loose. Richard, I, I I used to like um, six knotted and three loose <laughs> for a bit of variety. You never know what you're getting. Yeah. I've seen cat a nine tails on Absolute Radio this morning. <laughs> yes. 
I, uh, I, I knew a French bloke. He liked, he liked seven knotted and uh, uh-huh. two loose. His nickname, <laughs> his nickname was Too Loose Le Trap. Oh, I'm terribly <laughs> sorry, everyone. Too Loose Le Chat, he was called. Is that, is that right? Is that right for French? For a cat? Le Chat, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. But someone will text. No, I, I'm sure, I'm confident that's right. On the, uh, on the subject of the sci-fi thing, mm. I am... Um, I might uh, make a departure from non-sci-fi reading, and and I'm, I thought you meant from Earth. No, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I've been considering you getting some sort some... of craft on eBay. I know you're a big fan of the talking book, aren't you? Oh, you, uh, oh you he love loves those in the book. car on the uh, way not to just Birmingham. In the car. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm on uh, chapter twenty-two of Dracula now. I'm near the end. Oh, are you? Oh, oh well, yeah. basically, I Lovely. heard something. He's not caught, but he's in trouble. <laughs> Right. Van Helsing's all over it at oh, this stage. Van Helsing's all over him like a, like a, like a cheap cloak. Yeah, like a cheap cloak, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, we can talk about Dracula uh, during a, a record, perhaps. Yeah, you're uh, quite, you're quite right. But first of all, I need to do some information <laughs> gathering and get a recommendation off you. Okay. I heard somebody on a, a different radio station discussing Philip K. Dick and saying how much they enjoyed it, and I thought. Maybe I'll give that a go. What Maybe radio I'll station was that? What Kiss FM's? I'm going to be Philip honest. K. It, Dick was, hour. it was Radio Four. Oh, well, of course it was. Oh. I'm going to be absolutely honest there. But well, I, I, think, I didn't think it was Andy Gray when the person <laughs> recommended it. I thought maybe I should give this Philip K. Dick chap a, a go. And I've got quite a bit of driving coming up. I thought maybe I'll get mm. a Philip K. Dick talking book. Well, do you mean now? Um, to every now and again on this show. Um, Regular listeners will know that um, Holly Walsh is one of our uh, repertory company, mm. mm-hmm. and um, she bought me a book last time she was on. So I, as a as a as a sort of a response, I sent her through Amazon. I mean the um, the company, not um, mm-hmm. not by boat. I sent yeah. her. I sent her um, the Three Stigmata of Palmer Edridge by Eldridge Lovely. by um, by um, Philip K. Dick, and she sent me an email. Said thank you for your book. She said I'll uh, you know I'll. I'll I'll send you a report when I've read it. Nothing. Oh, <laughs> she maybe and didn't like it, Frank. No, I know that, but that's fine. But it's difficult, isn't it? When whenever you recommend a book mm. like yes. that, that people oh, there's a pressure. Then every time I see that person, I say, "How's the book going?" You know, and it's yeah, it's difficult. I see. Actually, I, I've just realised I've been giving out quite a lot of recommendations recently, but I'm not sure how, how well I take them. <laughs> No. When other people, you know, it's like if somebody suggests that you watch a film that they've seen before together, you're not going to do that, are you? Because then you're feeling pressurised. I can't pressurized. do that. The potential well, mortificado of them not liking my choice is too much to bear. Yeah, but the worst, yeah. the worst thing I have is when someone said, "Oh, I saw the blah, blah, oh, it's very you. You'd love, you'd oh, love yeah. it. You'd, I'd know." Oh. Somebody said to me, "Donnie Darker, that film was made for you." I watched it ten minutes in. I'm thinking, I have never been so insulted, <laughs> you know, for the whole. So that's the worst possible. Anyway, we'll listen to some uh, adverts, and I'll I'll tell you some good audio books to get. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. What else? Well, we've had a few texts in uh, from people that have caught things in throwouts, yeah. as you requested. Oh, God, I thought on... that was going to be tales from Ibiza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Throwouts is a Ballarat whole thing. nightmares. It turns out, People Frank. who've caught things on holiday. <laughs> oh, really? Caught things in throwouts, Lucky? Yes. In case you just turned on, I, I caught my first ever thing in a... Th- you know, when things are thrown into the audience, I caught mm. my first ever one this... We called this it week. Scramble when I was a child, just Did in you? case any North London listeners... 
Yeah, you'd throw out, you'd say, someone would shout scramble, and then you'd throw out your Star Wars cards, and then someone would catch them. <coughs> oh, when I was a schoolboy in Scotland and there was a wedding on, there was a, a scramble where whoever was the driver of the wedding car would get loads of what they called smash then, meaning small coins, like change. Oh, not the potato. Like a fistful of change. Of coins, yeah. And as the wedding car drove off, they would throw it out of the window, and so it would all go up in the air, and then all the kids would like, run in and try and get... A few pennies. <laughs> it sounds like it's from Victorian I bet Alan was era. right in the centre of that melee, don't you, Frank? It's arguably the most Scottish anecdote <laughs> I've ever... T- uh, children scrabbling in the street for <laughs> coins. <laughs> oh, for goodness it, sake. It does sound like a different time, doesn't it? I suppose it? the ultimate wedding throw-out is mm. the, um, the bouquet. Oh, course. the bouquet, Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, mm. what a throw-out that is. I don't think I've ever caught one. I'd probably remember, wouldn't I? I don't think you're supposed to catch. It depends. No. Maybe that'd be a really? simple partnership. No, that'd be at David Furnish and Elton John's. <laughs> yeah, I, I played goalkeeper quite a lot, and I still can't get rid of those instincts. <laughs> so if it goes, I don't like on, the throwing of the bouquet just because there's a lot of jostling and pastels. I find those yeah. women get nasty. Well, some women read; they really want that bouquet more than they want anything <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the world. The bridesmaid in goalie gloves. The <laughs> yeah. thing, hang on, yeah, the, she's yeah, after it. The baseball meat. <laughs> Baseball meat. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So um, we were talking about audio books. <clears throat> and uh, now, have you got a CD player in your car? Is that the oh, idea? Oh, I, I don't like to brag, but I've got a six CD multi changer. Well, let me tell you front, something. Front loading as well, not in the boot. Not I in the boot. Six. We've got an eight track. No, <laughs> have you? I, I genuinely believe that. So I'm really gullible on today's Mate, show. I, my view. I sing. I just sing in the car. You sing. I don't need. Uh, I keep music live in the car. That's my. Oh okay. right, yeah, yeah. no repeat guarantees. <laughs> yes, Singing well, live. Well, and I can't. I can't. I mean, I. I will do. I spent the night in Frisco and every kind of disco, <laughs> probably fifty times during <laughs> a um, during a journey. Mm. But anyway, yes, I have. I have a six CD <coughs> multi changer. The reason I ask you that is because I have connections in the audiobooks. Uh, I am, as you know, the voice of Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> oh yeah. And um, I, I'm told now that most audiobooks just don't, they don't make CD anymore. They go straight onto MP3. Oh, is that right? So can um, I just say, Frank, on. you use that language beautifully. Very confident use of the language, the technical terms. Thank you very much. Mm. I don't like to show off. But, I'm trying um, to get back from uh, radio <laughs> dial. <laughs> I also have uh, I also have an iPhone with um, my car has one of those little mini jack leads so I can play my iPhone in the car. Oh. I feel like I am showing off, but they're quite standard kit now. Well, you say that not to the thirty-eight-year-old men in black t- <laughs> t-shirts listening to this yeah. show. What are they driving? That'd be a good text. I don't what are you driving these days? You're driving when you're drinking that much. <laughs> <laughs> I find uh, Newcastle Brown Ale and driving just don't go together. The only thing they drive is the tour bus. <laughs> yeah, when you it. said that, and that's um, done five k, I'm left to ramp it. Five <laughs> k. <5K. laughs> uh, when you said that you like uh, you were recommended Donnie Darko and didn't like it, um, uh, Matt from Guildford has texted in. I like Donnie Darko, but wouldn't have recommended it if I was thinking of a movie for Frank. He's put a question mark and a dot 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 dot. Right, nice little bit of uh, suspense created. Oh, in the text message. He's like Tarrant on it. Lovely, be a millionaire. Kez. That's what he said he'd recommend for oh, you. Oh, lovely. Really? Can't tell you how many times Kez has been recommended for me, and I still love. I was going to say that, that's still. a bit more up your straw. I've never it seen Kez. Surely means you, doesn't he? Because it's northern. <laughs> it's and, northern. Um, rather down you. at heel. Perhaps it means you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all right, thanks. My car's got a mini jack orcs lead in it. Yeah, you're quite right. <laughs> um, 
Well, if you've got an Auxlead, of course, you could be in Kes. <laughs> <laughs> it's slightly strained, but I think it was worth the effort in the end. OK, we've, we've had some... Te- we'll, we'll do it We'll do it after, because okay. we've had some texts about throwouts. I've yes. become obsessed now with the with throwouts. That's really all I care about. And mm. also, what do you recommend? What do you recommend I read next? Eight, what, do you mean, eight, what 12, do you listen 15? to next? Or read. Like, you know, it's still reading, isn't it? I've just finished one of the greatest books I've ever read. And I'm not... I'm not oh, don't, lovely. This, don't take this as a recommendation, but I put it down and I thought, that was a masterpiece. Right? I'll tell you during the adverts. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Alan Cochran and Emily Dean. If you want to text us about anything at all, we're on eight twelve fifteen. Mm. How do you like them apples? Well, in fact, people have been texting about things that they've caught in the throwouts. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about throw- when, when stuff's thrown into the audience. Have you ever caught anything good? Frank, I was at a Stray Cats concert, not me. You're reading this out, are you? Yes. Mm-hmm. See, you're so naturalistic, I didn't know. You should act. <laughs> this is... Um... Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah, what happened? This is from Ask My Parents. <laughs> Still looking for that money. Um, <laughs> oh, it's, it's Gary Coleman. Syndrome. It really is. Uh, this is from Mike, Peeling Potatoes. He's at, at my chippy in Fife. Again, not my chippy in Fife. No. Um, I was at a Stray Cats concert at the infamous Eric's in Liverpool when Brian Setzer handed his bottle of beer into the audience. I got it and drank it. The good old days when you could actually touch the bands. Yes. Well, there you go, I've Mike. done my bit to break down that barrier over the years. Me too. I, um, I was handed a bottle of beer by Ray Davis, the King's front man. Lie tail. Oh, it lovely. Was. Really? And I kept that bottle for years. See, there was no eBay in those days. No, you just kept it. Yes, it was a marvellous souvenir. Uh, can I just say, we've just had a text in from Christine saying, thanks, <laughs> Alan, for reminding me of the scrambles of my childhood. One particularly memorable one was when Kenny, D- Kenny Dalgleish got married at our local church. All the wee boys, that proves she's Scottish, wee boys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All the wee boys in the neighbourhood were there, and it was a pretty substantial amount of m- pennies chucked out of the car. Well, he was a footballer. He'd have been earning it. I actually think it was. You mm. can imagine the resulting car and let's all just take a moment to do that, shall we? Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. I imagine him still pretty grumpy. He yeah, was his wedding day. Yes. Yeah, he's probably you know not happy do about the officiating. Do you take this woman <laughs> to be your lawful wedded wife? No, no. Do you? Aye, aye, aye. Sorry, everyone. Is, is any, anyone know what he's? That's what it would have been like. I wonder how much Kenny threw out the window because he must have been on in those days. Probably ten on. grand a week. Yeah. A lot of money back then. Uh, 186, dear Frank the Cockrell and Emily, my throw-out was catching a football thrown by Matthew Corbett at a city show in Croydon in 1995. Had he run out of uh, sutty-related merchandise, <laughs> do you think? <laughs> and that- I was just thinking, I've got a ball in the boot yeah, of the if, car, that'll if do. If you threw a sutty, you'd have a heart attack, wouldn't you? Because you'd think he was just making a grand gesture and it had flown oh. off. <laughs> 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 and then what do you do? Because sutty, when, he's, when he doesn't have a hand in him, It'd be like catching the corpse of Sooty. Do you know what Matthew Corbett It'd made? Be like, it, he made it'd like the Ayatollah's funeral, <laughs> all bouncing Sooty round to each other, like a, like sort of a terrible, sort of a mortality mixed crowd surf with Sooty, and the terrible silence of it. The crowd is silent as Sooty himself. Yeah, we can just hear his like hands against acrylic fibre. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what people really want to hear is that squeaky. That's, that's sweet. Sooty. That's sweet, yeah. 
She's not there. Matthew Corbett made a little no, joke sweet, as well. Sweep is in the wings thinking this is my moment. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Cometh the hour, cometh the dog. <laughs> That's what he's doing. Matthew Corbett said, you could play for Palace. He made a little joke when the guy it was, threw it he back. He always had a line. Did he? Um, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that aspect. No, of I not <laughs> Comic, Comically. Oh, no, I, I, I very thought of that. Oh, no, making sooty old the uh, £10 note. <laughs> Morally incorrect. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Um, Frank, we've had some more texts about throwouts. Go on. Uh, this is from 553. I was handed a bottle of Blue Nun by Alex Harvey at a gig at Barbarella's in Brom. That's Yvette in West Brom. Brilliant. Hmm. Blue Nun. Blue yeah, Nun's got back memories. Barbarella's, yeah. Who's Alex, Alex Harvey? Alex Harvey was um, the the sensational Alex Harvey band was a fabulous band. I saw them many times. It was sort of the that sort of rock theatre used to have a, a sort of lectern with a big oh, candle on it and read from epic rock. That sounds very up our Keith Strasser. coming to the rescue. Scottish, you'd have liked him, Owen. Oh, I was going to say, oh, um, were they... Um, very Scottish. I don't take this the wrong way, but I was about to ask, were they Midlands-based? No, no. You know, the text is from West Brom. He always used to wear uh, a black and white hooped rugby shirt. Oh. Oh, lovely. But often with a sort of pirate coat he'd wear it. And I remember buying one of those um, black and white hoop rugby shirts just so I could be like Alex Harvey. And unfortunately, what, that night, whilst listening to Eddie and the Hot Rod's new album, I got very drunk, and when I woke up, I'm afraid I'd rather disgrace myself. <laughs> uh, I, I don't uh, like the vagueness here. No, well, I don't know quite how to put it, but there was, there was steam in the air, and... Um, and the, oh, my God! And, and the black stripes had run into the white stripes. Um... <laughs> That sounds like some sort of uh, road accident at a, coming out of Glastonbury. <laughs> Can I tell you, Daisy, the producer, actually shook her head and pursed her lips when you did that. She I'm pursed sorry. her lips. I'm, I'm sorry, Daisy. That's my memories of uh, the sensational Alex Harvey band. Mm. But really, check them out. Check them out. They are yeah, I can't, can't wait now after that. Um, Frank... We've had another text as well. Mm-hmm. This is more throwouts. I have to say they're loving these throwouts yeah. this week. Um Hi, when I was about seven, I was at a pantomime. During the show, they threw out sweets to us and a Mars bar bounced off my head and was caught by the kids sitting behind me. <laughs> Three, six, one. To have got that close to a throwout that it actually hit you on the head and not have it. <laughs> you see, some children would have said, mate, you have this, you. You yeah. know, you, you've suffered for it. Mm-hmm. But no, gone. Uh, we've just had a text in. I have half an inflatable banana thrown into the crowd by the alien sex fiend at Manchester Poly in 1990. <laughs> wow. Do you know what? I love a Manchester Poly anecdote. <laughs> so it was torn apart by, as they seized upon it. Well, let's let's imagine that. Whether or not they came to an amicable ab- agreement and got some se- scissors out, or but I prefer the idea that it was torn apart by these banana fans and uh, alien sex fiend fans at Manchester Poly. I like the idea that it was uh, someone had the peel and someone had the white inner. <laughs> someone had the banana. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they have real bananas in them, but I like the idea. Did they not, did they not move on to that level of sophistication? There's an inflatable banana inside an inflatable banana That would skin. be good. That'll, that'll come next, That's don't a gap worry. in the market. Once it? again, you've heard it first on this show. That's mm. all I can say. There was um, Dog Tooth Check, I think we pioneered on here. 
did we? <laughs> yeah. There was no dog toot. I just had the idea for it one day whilst messing about with a ramshackle jigsaw. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, we've had a text in that I have to tell you about as regards throwouts being caught by uh, people. Um, this contains a reference to a childhood comedy hero of mine, Saw Stu Francis in Panto in Oxford. He threw some stuff out and I caught it. I got very excited and unwrapped it, only to find that it was just a ball of paper. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> my devastation was worsened by my sister's delight at my misfortune. <laughs> Cheers, Nick. I love that. I, mm. I mean, I think that's a really funny thing to do, to yeah. throw out, pretend throw it's out. It's a terrible that's, thing to do. It's really it? tight. It's really funny. What worries me about Stu, I could crush a grape, Francis, mm. <clears throat> is I bet that he had some sort of sponsorship which gave him toys and various things to uh-huh. throw, and he thought, no, I'm I'm having these. Mm. Yeah, we're in the garage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I bet there's espionage at the heart of that story. <laughs> <laughs> and 047, my absolute all-time favourite, Dave Bartram of Shawaddy Waddy, threw me his bootlace tie when it fell off at a gig last year. Excellent. I still have it in all Last year? <laughs> <laughs> He's still wow. got it, Frank Bartram. A bootlace tie last year? Yes. Yeah, shawaddy waddy is still... I had no idea there was Do you know, that. I love those Oil Baron's Ball ties. I Frank. always think that shawaddy waddy were to rock and roll what Queen were to rock music. Mm, you're a big fan mm. of Queen's, aren't They're you? Sort of a colourful, jokey, not the real thing. Like mm-hmm. like sort of no oasis of the indie world. Mm-hmm. Frank, um, are you familiar with the work of Pudsey? I don't mean that bear with the funny spotty bandage. Oh, you mean the I other mean the po- dog, the other Pudsey, the hunt. It's, it's a bit unfortunate, really, that he's chosen that bear's name, <laughs> because if Pudsey, the performing dog, gets mega, mm-hmm. then um, I'm afraid the children in need will have to <laughs> remain in need, <laughs> because people will think, well, that's not Pudsey. Where's the dancing? <laughs> They'll get no money out of me. Well, so. he's getting a lot of PR. In case you don't know, Britain's Got Talent is yes. a, <clears throat> BGT. a popular uh, entertainment show on ITV. Mm. And it's the final um, tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it tonight? Yeah. And one of the favourites is Podsy the dog, who, who dances with a 16-year-old girl. Yes. And um, he's pretty, I have to say, a do- there was a bit, she ended her routine last week, and she sort of fell to her knees, and the dog... Ran mm. up and from behind, he sort of put his head on her shoulder and looked over her shoulder. From it was one of the, I think it's the greatest moment I've ever seen on television, ever. Okay. Right. And I, I'm, in, I'm including Vanessa Redgrave's acceptance <laughs> speech at the Baftas for the Lifetime Achievement, you which see, was some of the fabulous, most high power gibberish I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Just at random words. Exp- uh, one of the great Dardarist ex- acceptance speeches. But honestly, Pudsey looking over the girl's shoulder, I don't know her name, sorry, but looking over her shoulder Who was, cares? A, was a beautiful. I find. <laughs> yeah, let's frankly, face it, she's just the, she's just the walking stick. I find Pudsey profoundly creepy. <laughs> and I'll tell you for why, Frank, because <clears throat> I don't like animals walking. I don't like seeing the pink skin exposed. No, there is isn't. It makes me... It's yeah, like yeah. me having my appendix out and you can all see it. It's disgusting. It's like their innards. It's mm. not right. Mm. And they shouldn't be standing. It looks like... And also, it looks like a little white, hairy man like Bernie Eccleston or something <laughs> well, in a fur coat. It makes me ill. I have wondered about whether there could be a child in there. <laughs> 
Wouldn't that be one of the great exposés of all time if she won and then it turned out there was a small local street urchin who she paid the odd ten as well? Yeah. yeah. Georgie Thompson inside or something. Who is that? She's the Sky Sportswoman. She's four foot eleven. Is she really? Oh, I've seen she? Georgie Thompson on the telly. I couldn't think you met her because she's sitting down whenever I mm. see. But I've often, I, I'm never completely convinced by the people on talent shows. I always think they might be massive hoaxes. Well, there's been some, uh, there's been some brouhaha this week, hasn't there? That apparently the, um, you know, the synchronised swimmers that are in there. Apparently they were. There's no water in there, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's why they're good at the underwater. Yeah, they're just dancing. Out, it's fake they're, water. They're basically just dancing in glass cases. <laughs> do, do you think it's like you know when you get those drinks that uh, those mugs that have actually got fake drinking and uh, and you can drink it and it it doesn't go oh, down yes. like the level on the outside. It's like an inner. You know what I mean. Yeah, you, you know exactly. what I'm describing. Yeah. You think the tanks are like that? But there's yeah, no water. water they're, the just, they're just doing handstands. I this think. Is easy. I think if you tipped those tanks on their side, that their um, swimsuits would come off like those, <laughs> like those biros used to be able to get. I just wish they'd wear more makeup. The synchronised swimmers. Never mind. Can you get that kind of waterproof makeup? Yeah, waterproof makeup. You can in my makeup room. Of course, you've got the whole room. Very handy on reality television because there's all the crying. You see. Mm-hmm. Very I'd, useful. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd recommend it. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. But apparently, there's been a brouhaha about these uh, swimmers because apparently the Britain's Got Talent people saw them and invited them on. Oh no! But I just watched that, and because I know that unless they're singers, the Britain's Got Talent people, their their thing after that is the novelty act in corporate entertainment, isn't it? Are you suggesting so, Pudsey would only be a novelty yeah, act? Yeah. <laughs> but how many of those synchronised swimmers are there? Like four or five? And I just see four. that there's, there's going to be an agent in an office going, right, I want £1,000 for them and you're going to have to get a lot of water at the venue because mm. they bring oh, their yeah. own tanks but they're not bringing their own water. No, <laughs> difficult. Very difficult. And I then they've I, got to split that four ways after commission. I just worry about the break-even. I, oh, don't, I don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> no, exactly. But so, yeah, no, another hoax, you see. Mm-hmm. So that's a child in the dog suit. No, <laughs> no water in the tank. The opera singer, let's face it, is Rick Waller. Does he think we don't recognise him? It's Rick Waller. Rick Waller. Trying again. <laughs> Where the wig, Rick? Again. Rick Waller trying well, again. I'll, I'll have a go. I'm not sure if it'll work, but I'll wear the wig. See how it goes. Rick Waller there. <laughs> lovely, lovely scent, Rick Waller. Um, but Does apparently... It? Is that right? No. <laughs> um, apparently, Frank Clarkson has waded in. Frank Clarkson? <laughs> Great comic. Oh, Jeremy Clarkson. Yes, yeah. he's upset, isn't he, with... Well, it's not the same show, but it's the Cal Juggernaut, he called it. Yeah. Um, he says that that's the reason that Top Gear won't be back on TV. Oh, because X Factor's yes. on, is it? There won't, be, there won't be another series of Top Gear this And year. Clarkson said there's a rumour in internet land... Which I enjoyed. That's deliberately playing the... Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. He can be avuncular if he needs to. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the, the, the article, it's got the picture of the three uh, presenters. Oh, yes. lovely. And I, when I was watching it, I realised I too was wearing jeans and a dress shirt. And I thought, <laughs> oh, no. I thought, I may, or may, I'm not sure, I may take my own life. <laughs> <laughs> It was something I toyed with, but I, 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 yeah, I, but I, Frank, came, I came through it. You don't have a frame boot cut or a thigh-length leather, mm. Richard no, Hammond but, style. But That's not meant that, to be thigh-length. I felt, I, if I'd have stepped in to the back of that photo shoot, I don't think I would have looked out of place, and that is not <laughs> Oh, good, is dear, it? no. 
<laughs> but I like the fact that Clarkson is blaming Cowell for the fact that it's, it does. There's just a sniff of denial about it, isn't there? It's, it's not like that the program's me, lost its way, and that even the people that used to like it now increasingly hate it. But is it? I thought it. I thought it was still massively popular. Top well. Here. Who do you think looks worse in the dress shirt out of the three? <laughs> I think I'm James sorry, May- this show ends at ten o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I think James May looks a bit sexual reassigned. James May likes a floral shirt, yes. I noticed. Mm-hmm. As if to say, don't lump me with these other two. <laughs> you know, I'm not um, anti-Mexican or I don't, yeah. I'm not anti-trade union. I'm, I'm, I'm the sensitive one I'm arty. of the three. I've got slightly longer hair, some of you may have noticed. Mm. And I'll go for a floral shirt. Mm. Um, however... <laughs> You'll get the same bullet they get. (laughs) (laughs) This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So? We were talking about VGT. Britain's Got Talent, yeah. Britain's Got Talent. And the creepy dog with the pink skin. And the uh, Cowell Clarkson war. I don't know if you've seen the... um, the, I'm with Clarkson. I... uh, I I've love decided. that you've taken that position. Oh, I've I am de- not. I've I couldn't decided. like Cowell more now that he's keeping Clarkson no, off the telly. No, I've, I've... Are you with Clarkson simply because, be honest, you worry you looked a bit like him in the jeans? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with Clarkson, which is not a thing I would normally say. Um, I'm with Clarkson because the other night um, Simon Cowell said, I don't normally like comedians. Hmm. And I thought, that says something about someone's soul who says, I don't normally like comedians. I was in a, a place called The Barn, uh, a, a, club, a club in Birmingham. Lovely. Once. And uh, there was a guy on, he went very well, but there was a guy on the adjoining table. Uh, and uh, they said, did you not like it, Bob? And they said, no, Bob, uh, Bob he doesn't, uh, he don't like comedians. He said, no, I, I, I don't find them funny comedians. Don't like them. <laughs> and I thought... Well, why continue to exist? <laughs> Bob. I've said the same thing to myself many a time. Yeah. No, but, it, it, yeah, I don't... So, uh, so that's what he says. I don't know... And the thing is, he was praising a, a comedian on who was utter... I mean, so rubbish. Mm. Oh, who... Cla- a, Lat- uh, a Latvian guy, yeah. Oh, he liked yeah. him because he wasn't... Because, he, you know, he, he wasn't like a proper comedian. He's a bit different. I just thought, no, I'm not having that. Mm. No. Well, I haven't seen No. That. Okay, so we're Team Clarkson, seen... which is an extraordinary also, turn of events. Also, this is a, a, a... I worry myself with this, you know, but this it started to get to me a bit that there was people on Britain's Got Talent that weren't from Britain. Oh, Now, that's, yeah, that, that sounds a bit BMP, Cab, cab driver, anyone? But <laughs> it's in the title. Exactly. It's and in the title, you're right, though. It's like, it's like Roy Hodgson saying, uh, actually, I quite like the look of this um, Lionel Messi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what, do, what do you think, guys? We've got a gap there. We could put yeah, let's in. do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got he's got no R's in his name. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 my main problem with it is what I like about Britain's Got Talent is it's got a sort of wicker man feel mm-hmm. to it. There's okay. an idea of that part of England on the, the the outskirts of town, you know, where where the strange people live. Mm. That's that that where you know. And now these Latvians are coming in, taking our ridicule. Yeah, Yeah, I think they've slightly spoilt that weird English... I'm not saying I'm Mm. not saying troubled people necessarily, but people of of, of an odd nature. We're talking Mm. Subo. I think I don't know if I want to include Subo because um, she, of course, had the voice of an angel. But uh, the uh, Clarkson versus Cowell thing reminds me of many years ago. I was in an estate agent's, and uh, and the boss estate agent ran in and went. 
the traffic wardens are outside and all of the estate agents in the shop jumped up and ran out to move their cars off double yellow lines or whatever and I was struck by how at that time it was like the battle of some of the least popular people in society, estate agents versus traffic wardens and and since then it's been superseded by greedy politicians and bankers but the battle of Cowell versus Clarkson could really be like... I Some, thought you were going to say the traffic wardens turn out to be a boy band, and they were just, <laughs> they were just <laughs> racing out. They won the X I like it when Al, Al does his, This is Ben Elton bit he does. No, I'm not. He gets a bit anti-establishment, I like it. You think that's anti-establishment? <laughs> yes. Who's the establishment? Clarkson or Cowell? Who is it that's the He's a bit of a satirist. <laughs> on the quiet you think so? I, I see you more as a social commentator than well anything. you know I, I can okay it's mainly about sandwiches but it, it can <laughs> it can spread absolute absolute, absolute radio Frank Skinner on absolute radio Frank uh, we've had what I think might be possibly the most Midlands text we've ever had <laughs> which is play some Alex Harvey Frank Yvette in West Brom um, well, Yvette, I, I, you know, I, I, I need more notice. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not that kind of freestyling. Yeah, no. you know, I'm allowed two, two of my own tracks an hour, and the rest are off the absolute playlist. Where I'm sad to say, Alex Harvey does not dwell. <laughs> we, uh, we have. But I'll give text. you a quick burst. Let me put my hands on you. Let me put. Sal Clements in there on lead guitar. <laughs> nice. When uh, we had another text on the subject of throwouts, people catching things thrown into the crowd. When I was a kid, my dad caught a throwout from Ken Dodd. It was some pastry at a pantomime in Stoke. He promptly threw it straight back and hit Ken in the face. What? Uh, to a round of applause and a bow from Ken. Good for Ken. Ken took it well. That's great, I think. You know, I'd like to hear the sound effect of uh, pastry in Ken Dodd in the back. Oh, yeah. Ooh! <laughs> That's it. That would be, be that. great. A pasty would have more impact than that. One me. take wonder. No, it wasn't pasty. Oh, it was pastry. It? Oh, I never know the difference between pies. <laughs> well, what is? Oh. Anyway, um, one is have... carb, the other is carb. Mm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Mark Crossley is coming up next. Um, you can download the Not the Weekend podcast um, from Wednesday. We've decided to make it a Sony free zone because last time, mm. you know, we won, we crowed about the fact we won and people said, uh, you know, I expect a, a certain bit more humility. It's ungallant, yeah. is that right? I had to uh, go to confession that week. <laughs> uh, I know there's not enough people on commercial radio talking about going to confession. Do you, <laughs> you find that? What would that be? I can't imagine. Anyway, on that subject, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we will be back this time next week. Thank you so much for listening. We love you all. Goodbye. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.